Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steve. We're coming to you on a Tuesday. <laughs> it is which Tuesday. We actually are actually recording on a Tuesday. We are. It's a, it's, it's a Tuesday episode on a Tuesday, recorded on a Tuesday, because I was sick. You can still tell a little bit on in your Friday. voice. Yeah, I'm still not feeling well. Sarah and I made a video today. Yeah. And we, <laughs> like, we're both sick. Ah. Sarah, Sarah's actually... She 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 she's where I was at a couple days ago. Nice, but being that she's Sarah, she's doing a lot better. Ah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, she I, she takes illness a lot better than you do. Yes. Oh, I I think in I would say in general. Yeah. Women take sickness. Better I would than say men. you're probably right. I would say ninety nine percent of the time they're tougher than us. They are. Um, but Sarah, yeah. So we were looking at ourselves in the video, and we're like, oh man, we both look sick. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I'm still, you're going to hear it in my voice a little bit, but Friday I barely had a voice. Yeah, you couldn't Sat- talk at yeah, all. It was Saturday I had somewhat of a voice. Sunday it was gone again. It's been up and down, but I'm finally feeling like I'm back in the saddle. So what's it like to be someone who talks for a living and can't talk? Do I would you, say do you feel like you're, you've been muffled and you can't get your voice out to the world? I, I would say it's probably a blessing for those around me. <laughs> I would I would have to imagine that everyone around me was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, this is what yeah. we've been praying for for years. Like, Steve's quiet. Um, uh, that's not true at all. But no, I, uh, you know, it was a bummer because I, I had to miss my, my class that I teach that I'm very passionate about, which is our service class. Um, and I, I, I love teaching that because my heart is in service. I, I, I yeah. love being a servant and I love like teaching people why it's important to serve and what 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 that does for others and what it means to God. And actually what we're getting into today really encompasses that too. We'll get to that in a little bit yeah. though. But go ahead, Zach. So <laughs> Did you just like have a brain lapse? No, I was I was going to go somewhere, but then you made me think of something when, yes. we, when we're talking about our illness. Yes. Our illness? Our illness. Like, this is our collective illness? Yeah, because I'm starting to get it as you well. Are, oh, and I you feel know what? Like, I came over to your house on Saturday. Well, everybody came to my and, house on Saturday. Well, yeah. We had an event. Come, yeah, we had the event at your house. And I, I, I made an attempt to cough on everything. Yeah, I appreciate I that. I, everything that I came in contact with, yeah. I coughed on. But go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, you, that. I, I did that because I wanted you guys just to get over the hump. Yeah. Right. You I just want I us to experience I, what you what well, you're it's experiencing. Not, it's not. I, I I just don't want it to be like this prolonged wonder of when are we going to get sick. Uh, it's no. just like let's just get it over with. We're definitely going to get sick. Well, here's the thing. I've realized the older you get, the more you talk about your illnesses. I can remember 100%. when I when I was younger, I would hate going over to my grandma's house because all she would talk about was this thing that she had on her arm or this 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 sick she was sick for this, she was sick for that. And I'm like, we're going to go to grandma's. All she can talk about is all the sickness she's got. <laughs> so now we have a podcast and a medium where we can reach our students. Yeah. And all we talk about is the, how sick it's we are the all the time. deterioration of our, our body. Yes. I think it's the awareness that you come to, I think, right around 40 when, is when you really start circling the drain. And it's a drain circle that lasts for about 25 to 40 years yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah it I mean, it's, Unless your grandpa Ken, and he yeah. is 96, and yeah. I think in better shape than we are. I think he is. I think the two of us collectively are in poorer <laughs> condition than your grandpa is at 96. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Good point, Zach. Good point. Thanks, Stevie. Yeah, so what you got for us? So I got a little bit of a game. We haven't done a game in a while. We haven't. 
So the cool thing about being a new season is we can maybe pull a game we did it in season one, and we haven't done it for a while. Season one, we're treating season one like it was it's its own entity. A whole year ago, it was. It was. Yeah, I think the last. I mean, this last time we did this game was probably three or four months ago. Yeah, I'd have to imagine. This game is called Who's Done It More? Who's Done It More? Very easy game. I'm going to ask a question. Okay. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. And then we have to say either Zach or Steve. Yes. Who has done this activity more? I feel like, once again, I, I think I said this the last <laughs> time we did this, it, you do this in a leading fashion. Like, you I could. already know what the answer is going to be. Yes, I create the questions, and I could definitely do that, but I am I would not do that. You're because, saying you're being completely objective. <clears throat> yes, because what, what I pick the questions for is more what we can talk about after. Okay. So, like... Something that might lead towards it's, a funny it's, conversation. It's a jumping off. Point. Yes, yes, that's what these questions are. I like it. Yeah. All right, Zach. All right, lights down. Music, music on. on. We got music. Woo! Uh, right, right, ready. I'm, I'm gonna clap my or snap my fingers, and the music's gonna turn on. Ready? One, two, three. There it is. Look at that. That's amazing. Okay. Who's done it more? Yes. Started a fire. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Three, two, one. Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've started so many fires. I almost burnt down my dad's. W- w- I'm not talking workshop. like metaphorical fires. I'm no. talking about like actual fires. Actual fires. A hundred. I love fires. Yeah. Of any kind. We've been to your house several times, and you've you've got the like the wood um, thing in the back, yeah. the campfire. I ring. got. I have my uh, yeah my fire a little fire pit that I have on our back porch. I have. I, I you know I only do for the most part charcoal. We did we did like mess around a little bit with propane. Not, there's no there's no joy in that. There's I'm not talking about your grill. I'm talking about your fire pit. The fire pit, but I'm saying like I use a charcoal grill because I get to light that on. Ah, you just like you just like big fire burning. I like I like burning things. When I was a kid, I almost burnt down my dad's wood shop. Ah. So my dad my dad is a woodworker. Uh, I mean, he's jack of all trades, right? Right. But he has a wood shop, and uh, I didn't realize that sawdust was ultra flammable. Ah, I did guess you know it was? I don't think I did. See, at ten years old, you don't think I of mean, those things. My brain, my brain has not sophisticated beyond. I'm going to say 12, all right? <laughs> so at, at 10, I would say I was around the age of a three-year-old mentally. <laughs> and so it might, when I got off the bus, I would get off the bus by myself because my brother was on the, the other bus because we were three years apart. So I was home by myself because my parents were still both at work when I would get home. Yeah. And I was too afraid to go in the house by myself. I was so, But too, you could go in the garage. Yes. I could enter the garage and go right into my dad's workshop and wait the 20 minutes until... Somebody got home because I didn't want going into the house by myself, which to me is ridiculous at this point. <laughs> I, I, I want to say something, but I, at the same oh, time, no. there must be some sort of phobia by all that means. you have that I don't want to make fun of. Okay, so I, 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 I at a young age, wa- started watching, maybe without my parents knowing, a lot of like scary movies. Ah, nice. And um, they terrified me, <laughs> and so it made me afraid to be in the house alone. <laughs> uh, I, I I had many many like just yeah just dread would come over Dre- absolute dread so I would wait out my dad's workshop but my dad always had like he would have a, a lighter out there for his um like he had a, a so like, you were scared to go in the house but you were not scared to play with a lighter in the garage no I'm in control oh gotcha I'm in control yeah. and you I love, have and the you lighter in my hand <laughs> and so yeah I get this lighter and uh, I. <laughs> He, my dad built his workbenches. Okay. Right? Made, like, really nice outwood. 
um, and I, 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 I put scorch marks all across, the, like with this lighter. I was On I purpose? just burned it. Yeah, just for fun. For fun. Okay. There for you fun. Go. He's like Steve. Why is there scorch marks all over this? I'm like, I don't know. And then I started lighting. Um, another time, I lit. Um, what's it called? Sawdust. Sawdust on fire. Woof! I had no idea how fast sawdust ignites. <laughs> you, you were 10. You didn't realize that sawdust was actually wood. Well, I, yeah. But sawdust is just a byproduct of wood, right? It's not wood <laughs> itself. Exactly. I don't know what I thought it was, but yeah, I, I lit it and I saw it like go. <laughs> luckily, it wasn't near anything else. So yeah, I, nice. I, I survived the day. Nice. I made it to 38, man. So you definitely have. And my dad's fires. made it to 67. It was his birthday uh, yesterday. Oh. So yeah, things are happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, pops. Yeah. Yeah. Get get this. Yesterday, at my dad's birthday, uh, his birthday was actually on Sunday, but I had the class. But then I ended up getting sick anyway, so I, we we couldn't have gone over either way. Um, but yesterday he says to me, Steve, you you know what I heard on the radio? And I'm like, what, Dad? And he's like. Dave Matthews band's coming in Pittsburgh again. I'm like, really? He's like, you want to go? I'm like, what? <laughs> is this this a new revelation? My dad's never gone to see Dave Matthews with me. Nice. And he's like, you want to go this year? He's like, it's right after Father's Day. It'd be a fun thing we can do together. I'm like, yes, I do want to do that with uh-huh. you, Dad. So, yeah, my dad's great. Right. Going to see the DMB. Well, don't light anything on fire in his house. Before. I won't. I won't. He was really excited. I went out to the workshop yesterday, and he got a new uh, um, radial arm saw, like a miter saw, yeah. like one of those ones that slides. Yeah. Really fancy. See, this this is why I asked that question, because it led into a nice it conversation. Led way too much. It's all good. My pops, my pops, man. It's all it's good. good. dude. All right, number two. Yes. Who's washed their vehicle more? Personally or taking it through a car wash? Personally. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Three, two, one. Zach. Steve. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I, I, I never wash. My I never wash my car. I always take it through the thing. Yeah. I, well, that's uh, that's not true. Back in the day, I would wash it more. Whenever, like personally, whenever I, whenever we get a new vehicle, if it's like new and, and we've only had it for a little while, yeah. I, I wash it like every weekend. Yeah. But that hasn't been for a long time. But no, I, I I've got this thing where I feel like I wash it and it gets dirty. Yes. I mean, that's not a thing. It's it's oh. reality. <laughs> I got this thing where like, I wash it and then it gets dirty. <laughs> I can't believe this happens I, I, to I, me. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I understand the concept. So, uh, so I get so frustrated. <laughs> so it's like, why even take the time yeah. to do it? See, well, when I was like, when I was even into my 20s, anytime I would go home, if my car was dirty, my dad would wash it. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, he's... My dad You're very is, particular about that. Okay, let's let's. My dad is particular about everything. <laughs> okay, everything. So everything's like, very like his workshop's very neat and tidy. He is everything. Like he is like I don't know if you, you know the terminology six sigma. Like everything has a place. And okay, everything's yeah, yeah. in its place. Yeah, yeah. That's my pops. Okay, like he never throws a box a, a box away for anything. He, everything has its place. It's in its place, and it is pristine. Oh, That's wow. why he would always know if I touched his stuff. He's like, hey, Steve, that cap wasn't on there completely. You used my glue. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, I know you used my glue. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he knows. He oh, knows. Wow. Yeah, you should see, like, even his rags. He has, like, you know, rags for washing his cars. Yeah. They're, like, folded perfectly and stacked really? perfectly. Uh, yeah. That's not me. His I, I, I like my stuff neat, but I don't. Not to that level. Yeah. So he also would cut the when he cut the grass. 
he would change direction every time that he would cut it. So he would cut the grass two to three times a week in the summer. Oh, wow. After he'd fertilized it multiple times, everything. Best yard in, in the neighborhood, by <laughs> far. The, the, the greenest and the most lush Kentucky bluegrass <laughs> you've ever seen. Is that yeah. what it's called? Blue? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he would he would go diagonal one one time, and then up and down, and then across, and then diagonal the other way the next time. And it, wow, this yard was awesome, perfect, nice every single time. landscape, perfect. And so cars, it drove him insane when I would show up with a dirty car because Sarah and I don't didn't care. Yeah, it's not like I mean we're not slobs, but well, at the same time too, it's like it's not high on our priority list. So wait. You, when, when you were married, yeah. you'd show up to his house and he'd wash your car? Yep. No way. Zach, I kid you not. I've showed up with my children and he's out there washing his car. <laughs> I come out and he washed my car too and <laughs> waxed it. Oh, wow. He's like, I just, I, you need to take your, better care of your car. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> I, thank you, but don't. <laughs> he's also, you know, he'll also come over to my house and look at my yard oh, and yeah, say, yeah. like, hey, you gotta, you gotta get out there and touch grass. <laughs> like I, I did. He's like, yeah, but it's already long again. I'm like, all right, Dad. We'll get to it next time, man. Uh, we're touching on some stuff today. These, these are some like biting. I, like I said, I'm not trying to like. It's just funny. These past two questions <laughs> have involved my father. All right. Well, if this one involves your father as well, we have some issues going on. Here. <laughs> it's like a what's, what's, what's that ink blot test called? Like the roar, roar, Rorschach. 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 <laughs> Everything comes back to a story. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like everybody has a different interpretation of yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Mine keeps coming back to my father. Yeah. Next one. Good. Who's done it more? Colored in a coloring book. Okay. Three, two, one. Zach. Zach. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you, I don't. You I don't. Lot. So Laura's likes to do those like adult coloring books. Yeah. So I'll do it one every once in a while. But it's funny because being silly with my kids and everything, no one would ever use the brown like pencils. We, we, we always do like the, col- <laughs> the, the colored pencils. Yeah. The brown would never get used. Yeah. So I do this thing now where I only color in my coloring book in brown, yes. in the shades of brown. So it's funny. So we'll, we'll color and, and, and not, you know, I do the whole thing in brown. Like, you can make this. It's like the sepia tone, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Sepia tone? <laughs> what? what? You, like, did a wash over the <laughs> thing? Isn't that, what, isn't that what you do with the brown? Is that what that brown means? I don't know. Yeah. It's like a goldish brown, yeah, yellowish yeah. brown. Yeah. That, that give you that, like, that old, like, aged look. So I only color in shades of brown in my coloring books, but I do that. So for what, I don't know if it was Father's Day or my birthday, they got me a set of uh, like the pencils that are only brown. It's all the browns. It's all the browns. It's all the different <laughs> yes. shades of brown. Yes. And that's what they got you. That's what they got me. Fantastic, Zach. So I wouldn't say I color a lot in a coloring book, but every once in a while. Every once if, in a while. Did you do the adult coloring books? Get that itch. No, never. This, this didn't make me think of your dad? I... It did. It's weird. I think now I'm just in that mode. <laughs> it did not. Yes, it did. Every year for my birthday growing up, my dad would make a banner that he would color, and it was, once again, perfect. I remember one year I had, like, he like, would, like, enter in a coloring contest with a banner. He, like, did you ever, were you ever in a coloring contest? Me? Yeah. No, I can't keep in the lines. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm, I'm useless. I was useless as a child. My brother, artist. Yeah. Perfect artist. Me? Nah. Horrendous. Yeah. One Christmas, one Christmas, my my mom asked my brother, 
I think I might have told the story before. My mom asked my brother because he is—he's a very good like like artist. He can he can draw yeah. anything very very well and with like great detail. My grandma wanted my my brother because like he was my grandmother's favorite um, to make a flower oh. like image that she could put on her wall. And I acted, I pretended like I was offended. <laughs> and, and so I made her one that I drew and she hung it on her wall and it was the best joke ever. Because I did it so bad on, like, I did it worse than I could have anyway on purpose. <laughs> How old were you? 18. <laughs> so just like this little kid's drawing of a flower. Well, like it was my brother who was like 15 at the time who did a very nice. And yes, yeah. it looked like it looked like the kid that like you know is just like you know uh, you know like has like a balled up fist with a crayon in it <laughs> and just like you know going back and forth made this flower good enough where it looks like I tried. Yeah. But and I'm just bad at it. Yeah. And she hung it up too. And nice. I, it's right I, next to the good one. I died every single time because like <laughs> she it left was, it up there. She's she proud because she's like she's like oh I didn't want to make you feel bad. I'm like oh this is so good. <laughs> I love messing with my grandmother. Oh man. All right, next one. Who's done it more? Rode a bike. Uh okay. In a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I loved riding my bike. Like that, <laughs> growing up. Yeah, growing up in my neighborhood, that's uh, all my friends were on different streets. Like we, and we had this nice little uh, neighborhood. Uh, it was real safe. There wasn't a lot of traffic or anything, so you could ride your bike anywhere. Yeah. Without worrying about it. So I mean, I rode my bike. I mean, that was your vehicle. Yeah. That was your life until I got my, you know, my car eventually. I, so, I, I rode a bike a lot too. We lived on you? a really long. Well, it was a road. But we were like the only house that was on it. It was mm-hmm. back in the country. And so you, we could get on our bikes and just ride up and down the road. There was yeah. no one around. There was like Amish that lived on the road. Yes. And so we would, we would get on our bikes and, and go down to, there was like a creek that went through and a little bridge. We'd go down and play in the creek. And, nice. And uh, my brother would twice. Chester. <laughs> Casey. But yes, we can call him Chester if you want Chesty. to. Chesty. He, uh. He biffed it twice going down the hill, <laughs> and one time it was it was bad. Like he like did he like went face first down the, like the hill on the gravel, yeah. and he was like all tore up. Dude. Yeah, it was that's fantastic. Bad. Watching your come little brother the- biff. There's nothing better than watching a little brother biff. On I, I didn't see it. I, I, oh, you didn't see it? No, I think this was when like I was maybe in school and he was not quite in school yet. Yeah, yeah. So at our old house, when we were learning how to ride our bikes. Uh, so I mean I, I, I'm three years older than my little brother so I learned I had already known how to ride my bike he was learning how to ride his bike and at our old house we had dude our yard it had three trees in it <laughs> three trees and I mean they were way off the driveway too Like it wasn't like you just run into it right off the driveway you had to go like 15 to 20 feet <laughs> off the driveway to get to this tree my brother is riding around on his bike. He gets out of control and is going straight for the street. But it's, it was one of those situations where you saw it happening yeah. for so long. There was no reason he couldn't turn away. Yeah. And he biffed it right into that tree. <laughs> and you thought that was pretty funny. I laughed hysterically. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was probably five and I was probably eight, yeah. something like that. It was a good day. <laughs> It was one of the things where, like, the tire's shaking. It's like he's trying to stop it. Was it was a good day, He's, like, he's vibrating back and forth. It was a good day. Right. It was, you know, my brother and I did not get along very well when we were little. I love, like, he and I now, best buddies. 
Back then, not so no, much. No, not so much. Yeah. All right, a couple more here. Are we like at the 30-minute mark yet? No. No, we're still we're doing, doing good. good. All right. Who's done it more? Yes. Cut the sleeves off a shirt. Come on, dude. That, that is such a leading question, and you, you do there is a story to that. No, no, I don't. You're so full of it. Well, you don't know my answer. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Zach. Zach. <laughs> Did you say Steve? No, I said Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, because the story that I have, only, I mean, that only happened one time. But go ahead. I want to hear you. No, story. I cut the sleeves off my shirts all the time. If they get too old, like I'll, I'll cut the, the sleeves off and just go. Like, like if I'm cutting grass or whatever, yeah. I always go with a sleeveless shirt in the summer. Yeah. And so the old T-shirts lose their sleeves pretty quickly. Like when I'd play basketball growing yeah. up and... And, uh, you, you know, you wouldn't wear sleeves at all doing that. So you'd always go for the sleeveless option. Yeah. But you what, what, you have a story that you're dying I, to well, get out of. You were there. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I do remember that. You were there, man. It was I me do and remember you. that. We were at Zach. <laughs> That's right. It was a long sleeve shirt. This is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> all right. So Zach, uh, it was like, okay, so Zach. And Laura and their family were moving. I totally forgot about. And they story. moved. They, they went from their their house that was in Bessemer to this farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. So what happened was we we felt like we were called to move closer to the church. Sure. So, because we were getting into the ministry now and to be here all the time. And more involved. Yeah. yeah. So we we put our house on the market and we, we were looking to buy one. Okay. And. We sold our house before we bought our new house, so yes. we didn't have a place to stay. So thankfully, we had a family member who had, who rented out, um, like they live in, in Wisconsin, and they have this old family farm, and there's like two houses on it that they rent out. Mm-hmm. And so one of them was empty, and we was like, hey, you know, we don't have a place to stay. I was going to, we are going to like stay with my parents or something. Could, could we stay there? until you know we find a place and thankfully it all worked out so we had to stay there for like two weeks and so yeah that so long you there. It, was, it was only like two weeks so we had to move into that place and then oh. move into our new house so we moved twice in about two weeks yeah but you helped I did. And, and it was july it was july it was july and i wore a long sleeve shirt because <laughs> I, I was my, my thought was oh this will protect my arms when i'm like picking up like yeah, bigger yeah. bigger items and stuff but it was July. It was July, and it was like a 95-degree day. It was the dumbest move I ever made. I, I was sweating profusely. like, And I'm not like a big-time sweater. I, I thought that day I was going to perspire. Like literally perspire <laughs> from perspire point of death. Yeah. Oh, perspire. No, perspire and then perspire. Those are two different words. I, th- doesn't one mean to die and one mean to like sweat? I thought expire. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I don't no, know. No, doesn't doesn't perspire is to sweat. Like perspir <laughs> Never mind. Let's edit this. Let's edit this part There's out. There's no perspiration. <laughs> I perspired. <laughs> no, it's perspired. It means to like like be like letting go. Yeah. Of. Anyway, <laughs> we're not taking that out. No, we're leaving that in. Yeah, we're leaving that in. Anyway, so I'm dying. We are. We're getting close to being done packing everything up. But I, I thought like I was gonna have a heat stroke. I was so hot, and so. I, but I was embarrassed too because I knew it was a stupid move to have long sleeves on, and I didn't want to ask anybody. And so I find this, like in this farmhouse, I find these rusty, <laughs> these rusty scissors. They're probably used like sheer sheep wood. They're like <laughs> left over from yeah, easily the Civil War era. <laughs> and I'm, 
I'm in a bathroom cutting my sleeves off to where I come out. I look like Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> like the sleeve, I couldn't cut it straight because because they were so dull and rusted that I was barely getting through the shirt, the cotton shirt. Um, and yeah, and then the rest of the day I look like a moron because I cut my sleeves off. Uh, that, became, that was like a huge, that was a joke for you guys for a while. It wasn't. You guys made fun of me for that. I'd forgotten. You thought about it. You, 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 you brought it up multiple times. Did I? Yeah. I'd honestly it didn't hurt my feelings. It was funny. It was stupid. All right. Who's done it more? Wore slippers. Okay. Three, two, one, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not I a, rarely wear I'm not a slippers guy either. Okay. I, no, I, I, I never don't, wear them. Too warm. Yeah, I put them on, my feet start sweating, and it's yeah. the worst thing ever. Yeah, I don't want to have to, you know, cut the toes off of my slippers or something, you know? <laughs> like a slide? Yeah. Slides, I'm fine with slides, but that's not, to me, a slipper. No. No, I'm slipper, not a slipper I think of I thought. Like, I thought maybe. I thought maybe you put on, like, one of those... When, when you go to bed at night, you have like those the fancy Careful. pajamas on, like, think, the, like the button-up pajamas and the fancy slippers. Like, so you think of me as a like a, a father in a 1950s sitcom, exactly. Going to bed, and Sarah and I have our separate beds in the same room. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think that much. <laughs> but I'm thinking, no, like a, I don't know. Good night, like darling. A, like a professor or something going to bed. <laughs> a professor. <laughs> Wait, so in your head, the only. <laughs> That wear pajamas that are buttoned down, <laughs> like they have these like these pat- patches on their yeah, elbows. Yeah, on the elbows. The Get elbow out patch. Of town, Cyrus. Yeah, that's you. No way. No, I don't. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. You're not a slipper guy. No. All right. Or formal pajama fan. T-shirts, man. <laughs> formal pajamas. All right. Two more. Two more. Yep. Who's done it more? Yes. Used power tools. Okay. Three, two, one. Steve. Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm a power tool guy. <laughs> You're like I Steve love, the Tool Man, Mikulski. I, I love working with tools. I, I, I love I love doing like anything that is uh, you know that requires any kind of handiwork. Yeah, that's that's my thing. For, I, I would. I, and that's not putting you down. I would just venture to guess that I've 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 used a reciprocating saw. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably more than more ten than times more than most guys. <laughs> you just go and cut things up. I, I mean, there's been times. There's been times. But no, I just, I, I enjoy working with my hands. I mean, my job a lot of times is behind a desk. Yeah. And so when I get the opportunity to work with my hands, I, I do it. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. But my, my, uh, my DeWalt drill, uh, that's like, that's like my, you know, s- sidearm. <laughs> you have it like in a holster. I, I have an open carry. <laughs> I don't conceal it. It's, you, I have an open you carry. You go through lows with it. With attached to your hip. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy means business. Yeah. I actually have like they they sell these clips that you get attached to your drill, so it hangs off your pocket. You have one? I do. And you wear it? Yes. Well, I'm not like on a daily basis, but when I'm working with it, I so I can have it right on my hip. Nice. Pop it on. <laughs> I I definitely am a power tools u- user. Yes. But when I was growing up, it was my dad. He was he's a carpenter. Yeah. So like your dad washed your vehicles. My dad fixed all my Father stuff. Was Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, he'd come over and he'd always be, you know, like, "Hey, let's let's work on this." Yeah. All right. So, yep. So yeah, that, I I know I knew how to use them, but he always used them. Yep. So. That was the same thing with me. My dad was always the same way. Yeah. I wouldn't be a power tools expert without my pops. All right, last one. Three, two, one. I have to ask the question first. Yeah, you do. <laughs> who is 
<laughs> Who's done it more? <laughs> Had a stroke and when they're trying to tell you something. Who's uh, done it more? <laughs> Used an umbrella. Okay. Three, two, one. Zach. Steve. No, oh. not me. I'm not an umbrella guy. Uh, I rarely, I only use umbrellas when I have to. Like when it's like a situation where I can't get my hair messed up. That happens. You have hair again now. I do which, have which, hair. which is a revelation that I don't know if the podcast community realizes. Uh, the podcast community is the 12 people that come to our youth group. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, they're there. They know. Um, no, I. Uh, if I'm wearing a hat, I don't worry about an umbrella. Like, yeah. The water's out of my eyes. I think umbrellas are annoying. Unless yeah. the only time I use it is if I'm with my wife. Yes. So I will, you know, the chivalrous thing to do as a oh, husband. You you'd go open the door with the umbrella. She's going to be rolling her eyes. She's like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't normally, but sometimes it does. Sometimes. Yeah. No, I'll do the same thing for, I, every time, all the time. And you know the other time I use an umbrella? Yeah. Golfing. You use an umbrella to, when you're golfing? Yeah, if it's that raining. That be really difficult to uh, Like swing. a golf umbrella. Like a golf umbrella is a thing. You swing it? You no. Swing you, your club with the so, golf no, umbrella? Your, your, your golf bag has a spot to put the, umbre- the golf umbrella on. Golf umbrellas are big. Yeah. So I, you, you, I so, know what a golf umbrella is, So when, when it's raining, yes. then you just put it up so your clubs don't get wet. So you don't necessarily use it Oh, yourself. it goes over your clubs. Yeah, it's big enough so you can carry it with you if you want, but it's more, you know, when you're carrying your clubs out there. Are the clubs made out of some sort of, like... Dissolvable you, you don't material. really want them to get wet because they get slippery and, and like oh like the handles the handles yeah yeah so you have towels and stuff but the, the old golf yeah, what kind of bag do you have where your handles are sticking out and like <laughs> it's like inverted you have an inverted bag <laughs> yeah you stick, bags inside you, out you stick the, the head of the club down in there and let the yeah, I would stick. love to see you be the guy with <laughs> like look at this guy <laughs> it's just all handles sticking out the <laughs> He doesn't know what club he's grabbing. We just go with it. Yeah. No matter what, I pull out my pitching wedge. Uh, whatever. It's a driving situation. You don't want to look like a fool. So like, yeah, I meant to do that. I, don't, I mean, this is who I am. This is who I am. Don't question me. Uh, that was a fun game, Steve. That was a fun game, man. I think we had a lot of, uh, I mean, it's not educational. No, not at all. But it was it was enthralling. Yeah. Well, we are at the thirty minute mark. Sounds good. So we're halfway through the podcast. So when we come back, yeah, we'll have our, our topic, topic of the day. Sounds good. See you in a little bit. Welcome back to Zach and Steve have a podcast. So we're getting into a topic today, something we haven't really touched that much on um, through the podcast this through the years as we've been doing this podcast through the years. <laughs> this is our second year, Stevie. Zach, we haven't made it to our one year anniversary yet. But Let's... this is this is 2023. We started in 2022. Oh, so. Okay, you said. Yeah, I mean that's good math. Yeah, that is so that's that, that is good good math. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, in church on Sunday we. <laughs> Uh, had a new worship song, and that was new. It was new for us. It was the first time we did it. It was called Gratitude. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought Laura had done that before. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I think it was the first time we did it up here. Okay, and it, and it was an it's a beautiful song because I, I love gratitude. The, the lyric makes you think that you're standing in the throne room of God, mm-hmm. about to present something to Him, and what what that would be like. And it's and it's like you know I have nothing to give to the king. This is this is the creator of the universe, the one who's given me life, yes, life eternal, and I'm coming before him and offering him something, yes. And what 
what can I give God? Like I was talking to the students about this on, on, you know, Sunday morning after, after the, after we did that song, I was just, I was tearing up because it, it hit me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you sing a worship song and you really connect with it yes. and you get emotional. I, I was emotional. So I went down there and I, and I started talking to them about it. I'm like, you know, it's not like you're going to go up to God and say, Hey, you know, I've got this like very rare Pokemon card. Like I'm, you're going to love this or like some, or like, you know, this is my, this is my favorite baseball yeah. card from when I'm a kid. Like something that I have that I value, mm-hmm. not, not that I have value Pokemon cards, but I was trying you to do. say many valued Pokemon <laughs> saying cards. something that they would like connect with hopefully. Yeah. But like, that's, that's the thought, mm-hmm. you know, I, what do you offer God that's worthy of him? Yeah. And, and the lyric was, is, you know, all I've got, is that I can sing my heart out to you. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do is just give you what I've got. Yes. And so, and then the next lyric is, you know, it's, it's saying, come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me mm-hmm. like this. You're standing before God and, and this is my big moment. Like, don't freak out now, but I'm about to perform before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me like, yeah, you know, what is it that we can give God? So I thought that'd be a good thing to talk about. You know, we, okay. we can talk about worship. We can talk about whatever our offering would be. But what what do we give God? God gives us everything. Yes. What is our response then? I mean, yeah. I mean, our response. I mean, it, I mean, I think what, what we, we can saying, go all different kind of angles here. Talk about oh my all, goodness. all I different mean, when you talk, talk about, about I made this mistake years ago. My very, very, very first message in the teen ministry was about worship at a time where I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Because in my mind, at that point, worship was what you did, you know, with the music. Yeah. And then I tried to make it one message, and it was like it was it was the most convoluted. It, it didn't. Uh, it, it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Uh, and you know, as I matured and c- came to understand, I mean, worship is all encompassing. Yeah. It's. I mean, anything that brings glory to God is worship. Yeah. Mean, we're honoring Him. We're glorifying Him. We're putting Him in the place. That he deserves to be. He's on on the throne, um, you know, in heaven. Anything we do um, to honor him, I mean, and that is through song. And, but I think that that's the differentiation that we do have to make first yeah. and foremost, um, because I think a lot of times worship, when people talk about worship, they're like, "Yeah, we did worship, and then we had a message," and it's like, "Well." <laughs> the whole thing's worship. I mean, it's called yeah. a worship service for that very reason. It's not it's called a worship service because you come and sing for a little bit, then you get a message. Yeah. So, yeah. right. I think I th- you're right. There's, there has to be some sort of uh, delineation or like determination of what exactly we're talking about when we yes. say worship. <clears throat> because that that is the thought. Because even in church, we have a worship pastor. Yep. And the worship pastor, if you say, what's the worship pastor's job? Most people would say, it's the music the, guy. It's the band leader. You know, like band that. that yeah, the, he's the guy that comes up with the songs. Right. And and they that's what he does. Like that's his job. But yes. it's it's more than that. Worship is, like you said, it's it's a it's giving your whole life to God. And I like to think of it the response. Mm-hmm. For what God does to us, what do we then give to God? Mm. And so, I mean, in in the Bible, there's definitely stories of and and, and examples of people writing and singing, you know, words, music to God, David, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Miriam did that. The was, um, Moses's, um, sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, wait a minute. 
Miriam. For a second, I had a braid fart. Who exactly was Miriam? Moses' sister, right? Um, whenever they they uh, crossed the Red Sea, she she took the people and they, you know, sang to God. <clears throat> it was yes. a celebration of, hey, look what you did. I have to I have yeah. to respond to this because yes. um, you are great. I am not, but I want to show you how much I love you. Yeah. Um. So it's an offering. Yeah, and anything that is an offering to God is is showing God that, like, okay, you are in the place that you say, like, I, I truly believe you are in the place that you say you are. Like, you are above all things. Um, you are king of all things. And that's why I, I, I love about, let's just talk, let's talk about worship music specifically. Okay, sure. Right now, is I, I love when we come together as the church, and we sing a worship song together. I mean, I feel I feel like that's one of the closest moments we have to to a true heaven on earth experience, because I mean, essentially this is what eternity is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be us in the presence of God, praising God, and just the the immense amount of joy from our hearts being just given over to Him. Yeah, just be given to Him, and that's what happens during worship. I mean, you see that. In the eyes of people, you see that. Uh, I mean, I I've been part of the worship team for, I mean, pretty much since the beginning. Of, I mean, you like, started as a worship director for the uh, teens. Yeah, right? for the teens, I was the worship leader for the teens for a while. Pastor Warren, when he first came on staff, he took me under his wing and mentored me a lot because he was the worship pastor at the time, and he just mentored me uh, through it. And he gave me opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be over the main side. He gave me opportunities to lead over on the main side when I was terrified. I mean, you're talking about like the, the gratitude, wanting to be up there yeah. and being absolutely horrified to yeah. be in front of an audience of people instead of like focusing on that. This is for the Lord. Yeah. But the older that I got and the more uh, comfortable I got, yeah. The, the easier it became to like look out into the congregation, out into the, the, the crowd, the community of believers, and see the joy that's being expressed on the faces of people, how people are just like just caught up in the worship of things. Um, and, and it is. It's a, it's a, a beautiful picture of, of eternity. Um, you know, because it, it should be. It's a, I mean, worship it should be a selfless act. It's saying, I'm denying myself and I'm giving it all to you. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's what, that one of the big things that worship music plays into our lives, it gives us that opportunity to get, take the focus off of ourselves and point it towards God. But I think, I mean, it, it does raise the, you know, be, be cautious of the worship music that you're consuming because there is, there is such a, a wide range of it now. And some of it is self-serving, yeah. but not all of it. But yeah. some of it is, and you gotta be cautious about that. Is it like, is it about me being served, or is it about me serving God? Well, that's, that's yeah, like, in, in worship, you can definitely get into that. Yeah, when 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 we're talking about worship, we're talking about singing. The, right now, we're talking about we're like, talking the about singing. we're just talking about worship music specifically. <clears throat> yeah. and, and singing the singing aspect of worship. Sure, a song that's easier to sing. It's got a a, a nice melody. It's got a nice hook to it. Like yeah. those are. Not necessarily a better song, but it might allow us to, um, I don't know, lose track of what's going on around us and be able to focus mm -hmm. on God better because we, we identify with the yeah. song. Um, but <clears throat> I don't even think it's so much which song it is. It's 
it's your heart, right? Well, yeah, it's where your heart's at, and that's why I want. I mean, my my whole point was just encouraging people to think about the words that are being said. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like when when you're when you're singing these words out, it's it's yeah. like you need to like cerebrally use okay. your brain and think about understand what what's yeah, being. Because what's think being about said. it, like when you're in the car and you're singing along to any. Even a pop Any song. song. Sometimes sure. you don't realize what you're even saying. Oh, you're sure. You're singing along. And and I get in the habit of doing that, too. Like, if it's the worship song that I like that I've heard 300 yeah. times and I'm driving, I have no idea what I'm saying yeah. sometimes. It's just humming along, and, and it's like any other song. Yeah, exactly. That, that's not worshiping. That's yeah. just singing a song. Yeah, it's just singing a song, <laughs> and sometimes you're blind to what's actually being said in it. Yeah. And, and so that's what I'm just... I, I, I feel like I, we, I took, like, a very nice topic, and I'm like... But be careful. <laughs> no, but it, it, I think I, you there, have to be wise about what what you are saying. And and I think this is where it, what I the my original point stems from. It's this idea in this song where the you get this thought that hey, you're standing before God, and you realize maybe even for the first time that I'm standing before God while I'm singing. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it's what in the world can I even do? Maybe you start thinking, maybe my voice is terrible. I mm-hmm. wish I could sing like this person because they have a more melodious yeah. t- or a better tone melodious. to their voice. <laughs> I'm just making up words as we go here. I'm, I, see, I have I have no uh, like musical talent, so this is hard for me to melodious talk. Melodious doesn't have any, like the word melodious has nothing to do with musical talent. It's just yeah. the word, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It I is. feel like I just publicly shamed you. That's it, I'm a jerk. It's all it's all good. Go ahead. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about now. You're talking about melodious. <laughs> <laughs> no, just. Um, but you said like we we can get caught up in what's going on around us and, and almost becoming self aware and self conscious so much that we're not right, right, right. We're right. not connecting fully with God as we're you know in the congregation. Yeah, it's like you're worried what the other person's thinking. Maybe when yeah. you're. Sp- you're speaking and singing, and and I th- with our teenagers, that's a hundred percent what's going on. Big nobody time. sings. Nobody. You don't even want to like move your mouth a lot because you don't want the person next to you thinking, oh, he's he's singing. I'm I would singing. say I would say for the first time in a long time though, with our teens, when it comes to the singing aspect of of our service, yeah, they are more engaged than they had been. Yeah, and I feel like it's a cycle. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to even what goes on on the adult side. You know, I've, I've like, <laughs> I went like where there was like no expression to people expressing themselves more in their yeah. worship, which is great. But like, it's almost like there's like like a uh, a cycle of uh, a cycle. I did a wave symbol <laughs> that said cycle, so I'm not doing much better than you. Yeah. Maybe there is a gas leak I think in this so. office. But like, there's this. I think there's like a cycle to it. As people mature as believers, they become more comfortable because they see that it's nothing to. Right. Like, it's it's uh, it's not it's not you know what we sound like. No, it has nothing it, to do with that. No, it's just it's what the intentions we're, of the heart. Exactly, and I think what what worship music does is it gives us words to say that maybe we just haven't thought of before mm-hmm. in ways to describe God yep. or ways to describe how we're feeling when we should be worshiping exactly. God. And so I think that's what that particular lyric that we're talking about does. You know, you're standing before God. I don't have anything to give him. Yeah. 
you know, okay. But the only thing I got that's fit for a king is this song that I'm about to sing, yep. and it's not going to be good, but at least it's me doing it. Yep. And it's, and it's you know, I'm going to give it my best, right? Yep. And, you know, and that makes me think, what does God want from me? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I offer God? In the Old Testament, there was a whole, like, list of things, you know, in, in the covenant law yep. that they had offerings. This is what you needed to give to God in order to, what? you know, atone for your sin in order to, um, you know, if you were going to maybe have some sort of an agreement or something here, you need to to do this. You know, there was like, they had these rules set up and offerings and such things. If you, if you made this much money, you gave this, if you were poor, you gave this. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and like, and so there was, there was a blueprint. Now we just give our hearts to God. Right. And it's like, what, what does that look like? And I, and I, not that I'm struggling with it, but it's, it's like, maybe people are like, you know, what, what does it look like? Sure. And I, I I think it's just, you know, in a, we've talked about this before in a consumer culture, it becomes hard to take the focus off the self and your experience instead of giving the praise to God and putting him where he deserves to be. Yeah, um, and I think sometimes corporate worship might even be a hard place to do that. It can, can be. I mean, especially if you're newer to the faith and you do feel self-conscious about what your voice sounds like or what your hand raised yeah, looks like, like. If I raise my hands, what's the person next to me going to think? I mean, and the thing, the cool thing about that is, I mean, we're showing complete surrender. I mean, the most vulnerable spot you could put yourself in is put like is your arms raised and your eyes closed and worshiping the Lord. Like, yeah, somebody come push pro- you over. <laughs> you can't protect yourself, but that's that's what it's showing. It's like God, I surrender completely to you right yeah. now. I mean, it's 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 a show of obedience to God and and trusting God. Like, you know, I don't care what happens around me right now, and I it, I, I feel like that's an expression that needs to become more commonplace again. I feel like there was a time where that was way more common yeah. and then it lost steam mm-hmm. and it's building back up again. I'm not just ta- talking about the teens. I'm saying just in general, Yeah. Um, like at least what we see here at our church. I see that like that is on the rise yeah. again, more engagement um, as far as engagement between man and God. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah, the singing aspect of the service, which is usually called worship, yeah, is not the only worship that is involved. Uh, when I think of worship, I mean it's multifaceted. Yeah. Uh, you, you, prayer is a form of worship. I mean, we're honoring God through the words that we're saying. It's 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 our uh, awareness of His presence. That's acknowledging that we know He is there. He's near to us that uh, he can receive what we're saying, he understands our hearts, that's a form of worship. I mean, maybe you, you kind of looked at me with the squinty eyes, so maybe you disagree. No, I was just thinking. Oh, uh, you are thinking? Uh, no, uh, when I think, I wasn't thinking of prayer, but I understand what you're saying, and yeah. I, I agree with you, but that's yes. not what had come top to my mind. I think of singing, and then I think of maybe like the, the tangible like offering of money. Like tithe is, is are you a talking form about of just during service, or are you talking about in general? Just in general, I'm talking about like what we offer to God, like an mm-hmm. offering that we give, and I, and I I guess I just hadn't thought about prayer. Prayer is definitely one of them, but when yeah. I when I think of prayer, I'm gonna blow your mind then because I got I got a few more in the, oh, oh, oh. In, the in the hopper here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think of prayer more as uh, like the relationship part of it, but it is an offering because it's an offering of our time, it's an offering of our yeah. um, surrendering who we are. In, in humbling ourselves before God. Exactly. 
right? It's showing that we are we are man and we are broken. He's God and he's able to receive everything. Yeah. And and care for us and love us. So yeah, it's a form of worship. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. What else, Zach? You said giving. Uh, yeah, giving like uh Yeah, giving of money, but also giving of time. Service is right. a form of worship. Right. It's it's taking myself and not putting myself at the center. Exactly. And putting God at the center. Exactly. Right. And real quick, getting back to the singing part of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Fe- no, I just thought of this. And feeling awkward when you're maybe raising your hands or wondering what your voice is saying. I think maybe it's even surrendering our pride before God. Mm-hmm. It's what other people think of us. That's a good point. And, and that's a way of also surrendering and worshiping God, saying, you know, I don't, I guess I don't really care what other people think because I, I love you more than that, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm going to maybe raise my hand and feel weird about it, but I'm going to get over it because, you know, you're worth it. If, yep. I, if I say you're worthy of everything, but I'm afraid to raise my hand in front of people, like that's mm-hmm. not, that's not telling you through my actions that you're worthy of that place in my life, right? Yes. It's saying, you know, actually, I'm so scared that, you know, I'm still putting what I desire at the heart because I'm too nervous to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at it in that perspective, that is a, a way of honoring God by oh, getting rid of our pride in that moment. And yeah. what we and trying to rid ourselves of pride. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, get, getting ourselves into a habit of feeling that way, that we're, we're not what we think we are. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is important um, to be humbled by by the very presence of God. You know, just as an aside, what I think is funny, I think about sometimes, you think about the the people that were martyred in the first century, and I think... Oh, this yeah, is a, fun, this is, this is a I, nice, fun little aside. I think this is an aside, yeah. Hey, you know who was the first martyr? <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> like, what is your problem right now? <laughs> no, but, but I think, and I think if you would ask a Christian, they're yeah. like, if you were in the, op- the, had the option of giving up your life for Jesus, would you do it? Everyone would say, of Absolutely. course, I would totally do it. Okay, if you're standing in a room of people, would you raise your hand during worship? Nah, nah I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know, like, it's like we we think, like, we'll do the big thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the we'll, big we'll thing. We'll die. Because you're the likelihood of that yeah. happening is it's, not very high exactly. in the United States so in 2020. So you would rather die than raise your hand in yeah. worship, basically. I mean, public speaking is the, <laughs> the, the greatest fear above death. Yeah. Like, number one is public speaking. Number two is death. People would rather, <laughs> like, would prefer de- death to getting up in front of people yeah. and embarrassing themselves. So it, it does. I guess it does go into It does that. coalesce. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was my side. But no, no. But let's get back into this this idea of, of how worship is all-encompassing and is multifaceted. Because, I mean, we've talked about the singing aspect of a service. Talked about the giving aspect of the service, but giving is is multifaceted faceted in and of itself. Because, like we said, I mean, the the giving. I mean, the, the Bible calls us to give part of what we've been given to to the glory of God. It's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's a sacrifice. We're saying that this tenth, ten percent, you know, as my tithe, and then offering above and beyond that. Like, what what can, else can I afford to give so that others might be blessed and that God might be glorified? But I think the greater asset that we have, and we've talked about this in the past, is our time. Yeah. Like, we're talking about something that could essentially be, you know, we could have an infinite amount of money. I mean, theoretically. Sure. An infinite amount of money in this world, in this life. We could always have some money and something to give in that terms. 
we have a finite amount of time. True. We have no idea how much time we're ever going to have in this life. Like, I'm 38, and I could very easily live to be 80, right? That's sure. right around the average age of a man in 2023 or whatever, like, living to 80. But it also could be tomorrow. Like, it could, <laughs> it could be walking. I could trip down those steps and smack my head off the, yeah. the counter and be gone. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, and knowing my track record, that's a very real possibility. <laughs> but the point is, like, any time that we give, I think, is, the, is, is a great showing of, like, honoring God and worshiping God. It's because I'm, I'm giving my time to care for those who he's called me to care for. And who is that? My brothers and sisters. In, in Christ or people that don't know Christ. And it's an opportunity to evangelize and to do outreach and to, to get people to realize, man, like the joy that I have within me can be experienced within you as well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, doing like our mission trips and all that kind of stuff, that's all, that's, that's, that's another form of worship because it's a dedication of our time. Yeah. Um, I'm sacrificing, you know, in that case, you know, you, um, and your wife, myself, and Sarah, and our families, and our teens. We went to Pittsburgh last year, and we we sacrificed what four or five days. Yeah. For God, I mean, did we have some fun in there? Sure. Yeah. Anytime you spend with Zach and Steve huh. is a fun time. Yeah. Right. And we have we have mission trips coming up here in the in the summer. In that, the summer. Yeah. That was a joke. But the, the, I mean, no, we do have mission trips. The joke was yeah, anytime fine. you're with Zach and Ex- Steve is a exactly. good time. That's not guaranteed. Uh, we have we have to say that for legality reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they said I was guaranteed a good time on this trip, <laughs> and I did not have a good time. Anyway, but like our worship is it's I mean that is that's worship found within that is like acknowledging within that it's not like I'm not I mean you could go and very easily not worship God in service yeah if you're going just because you're obligated yeah and it's like well you said I don't have to be home like it, it it's all the intentionality of the heart right but when you recognize it is a sacrifice and you recognize that this is a blessing to other people and you recognize this is glorifying God it is worship yeah. So what are we doing with our time is a great question. We can worship God with our time. Are you doing it, though? Yeah. Um, I mean, you did you want to speak into that one at all, Zach? No, I think, yeah, that's 100% right. I was That, that was one of the avenues that I wanted to talk about. Good. Um, and I think you covered it perfectly. It just gets me back to, I think we know that, but do we do it? Do we do it? Do we want to do it? And do we, and do we realize just what it means to worship? Like to be, I, I just keep getting back to this this picture of me standing before God and and like realizing for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the kid standing in front of the classroom, you know, having to give this report and he's practiced and he's never given one before and he gets up there and he sees all the faces looking at him or like you talking about you know worship on the main side and getting up there and, and all the the adults are over there and it's like Stand oh. At this is this is happening, yeah. but just like before the, in the like before God, like it, you know, you're you're in backstage waiting, and then they call you up, and you go out there, and the curtain opens up, and there's the throne room, and you're like, oh, now now it's time to worship God. Veil's already been torn, Zach. There's no curtains. Yeah, you're, you're there's, right. There's no curtains in heaven. <laughs> you're right. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, could be. <laughs> Who knows? God might God might be a curtain guy. <laughs> <laughs> like like a drapes instead of blinds. He's like, I really, I really like drapes. <laughs> I really like drapes. So uh, one thing you guys did, I really liked it. We got drapes up here too. <laughs> Don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. Don't know I, I don't yeah. think so. I, I never really thought about heaven and curtains before. God likes curtains. <laughs> no, but just that thought of man. But, and then you can take that to every aspect of your life. Yeah. You know? Um, wow. Today, I'm living for God. What does that look like? You know, that's that's different than just yeah. saying it. It's actually thinking about what you're doing or, oh, I'm doing my job for God. Mm-hmm. It's different than just saying it and thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to not use bad language on, yeah. you know, I'm going to set myself apart that way or, no. or I'm not going to, you know, cheat on the, an hour yeah. off my paycheck or something like that's honoring God. No, it's like living in, in the thought of I am doing this for God. Exactly. And I think just it, having that mindset I think could be a healthy thing for us exactly. as Christians. Well, I mean, that's what Paul talks about in Romans 12, was a living sacrifice. It's something that's like we are we are sacrificing what we want for God's desires, and that is our spiritual act of worship. Yeah. So anything that we sacrifice and dedicate to God is worship. Yeah. And so, like I said, like we could literally talk about anything that glorifies God and, and pretty much call it worship. Because um, I think of fellowship as another form of worship. I mean, you, maybe you disagree, but let me let me present my case. Oh, I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you that steely look. <laughs> Sometimes we, we have these pop filters in front of our face, and it's like, you know, we're disguised a little bit. <laughs> like, all we can see is each other's eyebrows talking over. I have very expressive eyebrows. Um, but no, fellowship is another form of, of worship. Why? Because we're coming together with with the people. I mean, this has to, it kind of goes hand in hand with what service is. In serving one another, it's caring for one another, it's building relationships with one another. What's one of the, the things that God desires for us? He He wants his people to love one another. He wants us to look at each other and be like, oh man, I care about you, you care about me. And God's like, I created both of you, and yeah. you like each other, that's great. And yeah. you're serving one another, that's honoring me. Yeah. I, because, I mean, that's he's created us with those desires, because we could easily self-serve, make it all about ourselves. But if we go out of our way to reach other people, reach out to other people... We're, all, we're honoring God in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I thought you were like revving up to say something. I look <laughs> over at you. Uh, no, no. <clears throat> I think that's clear throughout Scripture that um, what God, it's not so much the, the, the physical act of whatever that religious thing that we're doing. That's not like what he wants. sacrament? Yeah, that's not what he wants, like the fasting or the... The, you know, the the actual money, it, it's the heart behind it. It's the heart behind it. It's always right. the intentionality. Right, and, and there's a passage in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 58, where he talks about what a true fast is like. And he's like, you know, God's saying through Isaiah, he's like, you know, you guys, you come before me and you're not eating food and, and you think that's what I want. No, that's not what I want. Take that food and give it to people that are that are hungry right yeah. and he's like you, you come before me and you're so sad that you rip your clothes like well you know take that clothes and give it to somebody who doesn't got clothes you're missing the whole point of what i'm saying when i love you it's it's not just doing these things it's, yeah. it's that i love you it's 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 the heart that 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 i've given you for my people yes yeah it's it's not it's not it's, it's not, not the, the actions act. that matter to worship me Love me yeah. and go love the people that I love, and and yeah. and that that's honoring. Yeah, to me. God, God does not expect a formula. Yeah, like sometimes we, that's what we equate our actions to is like a formula that will get the attention of God. And it's yeah. like no, it's just where your heart's at. That's why people, you know, people get freaked out about how should I pray? And it's like, well, how you should pray is how you pray. 
Yeah. You know, like, I mean, because the other way we honor God and worship God is through the reading and like us uh, devouring his word, allowing it to enter into our hearts, speaking his word to other people. That's a form of worship as well, because out of the intentions of our heart, if it's to love and care for those around us and it's to cherish like what he has done in our hearts, we're worshiping God once again. But if we're doing it just because like, I want to memorize the entire Bible. Well, why? Yeah. Why do you want to memorize the entire Bible? Is it for self-serving purposes so you can tell other people that you memorized the entire Bible? Yeah. Or is it because you desire a nearness to God? Can those two things kind of coexist? Ish. Yeah. But if you're doing it with a selfish motive, like, look how smart I am. <laughs> no. Back the trolley up. Think about what you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, worship Worship is a very, it's a very open-ended Thing. Yeah, but but, all, it, what, uh, but I like what you said though. It all boils down to the heart. Yeah, where's my heart in it? Why am I doing what I'm I'm doing? Why why do I feel the way that I feel? Why am I the way that I am? Is it because of what God has done, or because of what I want? Right. And if it's because of what God has done, worship. If it's yeah. because of what I want, not worship. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's. <laughs> Yeah, like our relationship with God, even though we don't think of God as the big like ATM machine in the sky, we still do things that like, okay, if I do this maybe a little bit different, maybe I will get what I want out of God. You know, like maybe if I pray this prayer I change the bit, formula. Yes. Maybe maybe if I do it exactly this I way, I'm going wrong. to get it. <laughs> or maybe or, instead of Lord God, I say Father God. <laughs> yeah. That will get his attention this time. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Call it, him whatever. Right. I mean, out of with respect and reverence, not like, hey, bro, what's up? <laughs> yeah. That's not going to... Right, right. I don't think that's God-honoring. Well, you still listen? Yeah, I mean, he knows your heart. If you're right. be- doing it because out of, like, you don't know any better, like, God's going to be like, okay, quit. You'll, yeah. You'll learn. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's our worship. I mean, the connection to God is what's most important. It's the right. intentionality of it all. So, yeah, really, really fun thing. I mean, this is a very big yeah. topic. We could have spent weeks sure. on this, but we uh, we, we decided not to now. No, just we a little can't. bit. We can't. We, we ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Zach, did you have any closing thoughts? No, I think that was good. I, uh, I enjoyed that conversation that we had. Me too, man. That was very interesting. We have cheesecake waiting for us. We do. That Mary. Yes. Ma- Mary... Stubridge, the children's or the preschool director at our church, is also a world class chef. And she made little cheesecakes for she us. She made vegan one cheesecakes. One looks raspberry for us. and one looks mocha. They're, they're, she said we are going to split them. They're, they are bite size. Yeah. They're shaped like hearts. They are. And they've been calling our name now for the past hour. We're really so excited about it. It's so time to log we, off. We are going to say goodbye for now. Yeah. But hello again later. Sounds good. For Zach and Steve have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.